Everybody, here we go. We are back. Full strength. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for hanging out with us. Welcome to Monday. It is the 12th day of July 2021. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yep. Big J, thank you for holding down the fort as I unexpectedly had to take a couple of days off. Spend some time with my children in a air-conditioned environment as the other place they could have been did not have any. And so that's not... Okay. Nope. So, uh, hung out with the boys for a couple extra days. I'm not complaining about that. How was it? Tell me everything I missed while I was gone. Uh, I had a couple bloopers on Friday. Oh, no. Friday? That's the, the day after. I, I know. I know. Dude, I second know. day blues? Uh, Thursday was great. Friday had the bloopers, and uh, we had uh, a, a useless interview. Well, not totally useless, but, uh, you know, our friend Rob and yeah. Corey from Treasure Valley Subaru came in along with Chris Reynolds, coach of the Idaho Horsemen. Uh, to talk about a game that eventually got canceled? Yeah, I mean, so. I have never ho- heard of a, a team ghosting another team, but that's what happened from what I could gather, right? Uh, yeah, and Coach was a little concerned, like, even when he came in. He's like, man, he goes, sometimes these things, they get weird. And, um, you know, I mean, it's crazy. Because it, it wasn't like a real game. It was like an exhibition, right? Yes, because they've pretty much locked up everything for the playoffs and stuff already, and and uh, they wanted to have some competition. These Texas teams have a little bit better football programs, but apparently they can't get their bleep together. Well, not did they did, did the email or the post mention something about them eventually folding up operations? Probably. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. How do you go from scheduling a out of town date? Like a couple weeks later to go on, we can't be a team anymore. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I do not know. Alas, not good. I was excited because I actually was going to go to the game on Saturday. And then I saw the post and I was like, well, I guess there goes my Saturday night plans. Yeah. Uh, much like you, I'm sure. Uh, uh, did you get any other heads up outside of the post or did you just happen to no, stumble upon it? No, in fact, I was getting ready to go uh, to the movie. I went to the I went to Black Widow with um, Ian. Okay. And... As I was getting ready to go, I saw an email, and I'm like, this email doesn't make any sense. And I had missed an email. I, I don't know. Somebody's name was wrong on it. Didn't I didn't get it. And so I had to call uh, Rob and, and see what was going on, and I got the details there. So, <laughs> wow. I mean, crazy. Sorry, man. I know you're looking forward to it, yep. raising some money for Alzheimer's Association. You know what, though? There's always a plan B in Big J's portfolio. So we'll see what happens. Plan B. Uh, Operation Plan B begins now. Plus, we got a whole bunch of bearded badass action happening today. All sorts of fun and excitement here on this particular Monday. We start with some music as well. The Offspring, Gone Away, kicking things off here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Hey, important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates now. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208 471 4444. Or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, we're setting heat records, and we're setting electricity records. How does it feel? Not good. Idaho Power says customers uh, used a record amount of electricity last week. Hurrah! Apparently, we used 3,516 megawatts just on Monday at the peak hour. Then on Tuesday, it was 3,724 and then on Wednesday, it was 3,751. Uh, the peak load eclipsed the previous high of 3,422 megawatts that was set back in 2017. 
Uh, we beat that by almost 10%. When Idaho Power did that back then, it served about 5,000, excuse me, 540,000 customers. Now, we're up to 590,000 customers for Idaho Power. Uh, one would think that as the uh, grid grows for the state and for population, the utility would grow as well. Alas, that's not the case with a lot of places, which is why, well, listen, it's about profits, if we're being honest. They're thinking, thinking, you know, mostly, unless there's a crazy heat wave, usually this isn't a problem. But when 50,000 more people and more houses are here in the same amount of time and they're still pumping out the same amount of electricity, it becomes an issue, which is why yeah. the utility is continuing to ask customers to reduce, to reduce your energy from 5 to 9 o'clock at night uh, because that reduces the strain on the energy grid. But good luck with that. Are you going you gonna to reduce the strain on my, on my bill? Yeah, I know. That's the other flip side to it. Is that, yeah, no. No, of course not. I'll uh, tell you what, then. You go ahead and pump out that power, mister. Well, they're going to until they can't anymore. That's the other issue. Uh, there's a finite amount that they can reach with the Listen, way that they're built. We know anything. Uh, this state, these people, they'll be at the front door of Idaho Power <laughs> with signs, picketing. Yeah, let's see how good that does. Milwaukee Bucks beat the Phoenix Suns last night, 120-100. to There shall be no sweep. Uh, game three of the NBA Finals. Uh, the rest of the country is kind of seeing how good Giannis is as he uh, ended the game with 41 points and 13 rebounds. Uh, it's the first time anybody's gone back-to-back in 40-point games in the NBA Finals since LeBron James back in 2006. Only the third time that's ever happened. And, you know, by the way, his knee bent the wrong way a week ago. So, uh, Game 4, Wednesday night in Milwaukee, the NBA Finals back on the uh, almost intolerable three days off in between games for no reason dumb. whatsoever. Uh, congratulations to Black Widow, who enjoyed a major win this weekend, topped the box office with a record-breaking $80 million at the box office. And if you believe Marvel, another $60 million it made on Disney+, Plus, which is a lot of money for those people that are pumping out $30 to watch it in the comfort of their own home. You saw it, Big J. How was it? I liked it. I had a, I had a good time watching it. Did you have issues that the other people seem to oh, have sure, with the course. main villain on the movie? Oh, um, I don't know if I had a, a problem with that other than the fact that it probably isn't, you know, canon for Marvel. That's well, probably... do you know anything about Taskmaster? Oh, Taskmaster. Oh, yeah, I, I realized that, yeah, yeah, obviously there's some issues. I don't give a damn because I don't know nothing about Taskmaster. Okay. Uh, so... Do you uh, like the way it was portrayed in the film? The villain. Yeah, yeah, it fit in with the story. Okay. There you go. Uh, it's Big J approved? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Uh, $80 million at the box office this weekend. Fast 9 ended up with $11 million. Boss Baby Big J, your second pick, ended up with $9 million yeah. in the box office. Forever Purge 4 and A Quiet Place Part 2 coming in at number 5 in the box office. So people are going back to the movies. What a treat. <laughs> How majestic. I'm going to grow a beard. Presented by The Beardsmith on the morning after with Nick and Big J. That's right. You can check out The Beardsmith at thebeardsmith.com. You can uh, make some appointments there if you want. You can check out all the products and uh, some of the other cool stuff there. And if you're a barber looking for a job, they're hiring. So uh, check it out, thebeardsmith.com slash barbers. And Nick, today's uh, Bearded Badass, uh, episode five. Might also make a case for most, most interesting man. Generally sporting a medium cut scruff beard, you might better know his facial hair for his mustache 
Nick Offerman seems to prefer the beard to the stash that he wore during his time on Parks and Recreation on NBC as Ron Swanson. Certainly, the character of Ron Swanson really set Offerman up in more ways than one. Due to the success of the show and the character, Nick was able to integrate a great deal of his own personality into that role, uh, which garnered him some awards, including a couple Critics' Choice Awards. Ron Swanson isn't the only reoccurring role. Uh, he's also lent his voice to the Lego Movie franchise as none other than Metal Beard. Can't think of a better person who should be a bearded badass than Metal Beard. But while uh, we are certain he loves his acting, his true passion besides his wife, Megan Mullally, is woodworking, Nick. Carpentry, to be exact. So much so that he does it as a second-time, full-time job. Uh, Offerman's Woodshop has been around for some time with stated mission of focusing on handcrafted traditional joinery and sustainable slab rescue, working with fallen trees from uh, urban L.A. environments as well as greater California and Oregon. So earlier in his career, Nick would help build sets while the acting roles were sparse. Now he has a team helping him achieve some pretty awesome projects. And Nick isn't done with Hollywood by any means. Uh, he's got multiple TV streaming projects in the works, including A League of Their Own and Hulu's Tammy and Pam. You can check out all the woodworking fun at OffermanWoodshop.com. What's the name of that show he hosted with Amy uh, Polar uh, about the uh, the woodworking stuff, of people making stuff? Uh, oh, yeah. It is. It was... Uh, it was a reality show on, like, NBC where they had to, like, put stuff together and make stuff from scratch as well. So he was making the uh, two worlds that he was living in yes, combined and, on television. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm not seeing it here, and I forgot to include that in but right. yeah that was uh that was extraordinarily funny it could be just a figment of my imagination maybe i just dreamt it no you Unless didn't you dreamt it too and we're on the same making it it is something like that yeah that making it right either way uh certainly a talented dude in both facets of the and a guy that can pull off funny roles and dramatic roles as well and can uh, bust some stuff out with his hands if he needs to do his so. deadpan is probably the best yeah he's good at what he does Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bearded badass for today. Important stuff. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at AdvocatesLaw.com. You deserve an advocate. It's a tale as old as time. They always tell you, listen, it's good for the body if you get up and you do some exercise. You should be physically active, you lazy son of a gun. All right, I get that. The other thing that they always tell you is, hey, listen, man, uh, you got to get the right amount of sleep. You're not doing your body any good if you're not getting up and, you know, not getting enough sleep and you always feel like you're tired. So the question becomes, okay, what should I do then? Do I need to actually exercise or do I need to actually get some sleep? Which is better for me? And the answer is, well, both. But Biobank over there did the actual research to try to figure out, okay, what's more important? For you to actually get some sleep or for you to work out? And the answer is, well, there is no right or wrong answer. Uh, basically, if you are consistently sacrificing, you know, getting good sleep for morning workouts, that's not good. You are not getting the amount of benefit you would normally get. If you're waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning, you feel tired all the time and you're working out. Yes, you're being physically active, but you're not doing your body any good because you're not getting enough sleep. The flip side to that is if you're sleeping in and not exercising, well, that's not great either. Yeah, sure, your sleep quality may be good, but you're, you know, not doing your body any favors. So... 
if you're if you're doing one of those or the other all the time, it's time to restructure your routine to make sure you're maybe working out at another point in the day and you're getting a little bit more sleep. Uh, but you don't want to work out if you have significant sleep debt, meaning if you're tired all the time and you're working out, you're really not doing as much good as you think you are. So figure out your schedule, bro. Figure it out. Exercising only gets you injured. Milwaukee Bucks beat the Phoenix Suns 120 to 100 in Game Three last night. Giannis 41 points. He scored 42 in Game Two. Uh, that's pretty impressive. Uh, in fact, it's kind of historic. Only two other players have done that. Game Four Wednesday night in Milwaukee. If you want to play and watch, the Pirates uh, took Henry Davis, Louisville catcher, with the top pick in the MLB draft last night. It was held as part of All-Star Weekend. Here's hoping his nickname is Crash. I mean, he is a catcher. He's got a last name of Davis. It's a real missed opportunity if you don't call yourself Crash Davis. You're picking up my reference picture? Yeah, no. Uh, Bull Durham, my friend. Ah, yes. Uh, And, of course, congratulations to Jamal Mosley, the Dallas Mavericks assistant. He has reached a four-year deal to be the new head coach of the Orlando Magic. That man is younger than you or I, Big J, in case you're curious. Hey, what's next for George R.R. Martin? Besides cashing those Game of Thrones checks, he's also set to produce a show called Dark Winds for AMC. Uh, a bunch of people you've never heard of, I promise you, are starring in it, but the series is based on a book series by Tony Hillerman. It's being billed as a thriller following two Navajo police officers in the 70s in the Southwest as they try to solve a crime or a series of crimes, depending on how long the series goes. It will be on AMC. Robert Redford also attached to producer. Ooh. George R.R. Martin doesn't really have anything to do with, like, the actual, you know, bulk of the content of the show. He's just around to make sure the television show happens. He's got that kind of power now. I'm not sure how that happened, but we gave it to him, Big J, so it's our fault. You understand? Yeah. We made Game of Thrones a big deal, and now he can get TV shows made, uh, even though he can't even finish writing the only one he's ever been given the rights to. What's happening? I don't know. We, we do. We should stop rewarding people for their bad behavior. Morning after with Nikki Big J. There's your important stuff for the seven o'clock hour. Big J on one hundred point three, the X rocks. Headed over to the UK for today's we're going to hell story, and I wouldn't call Hello. what we do dangerous. Big J, would you say we have a dangerous job? If not, getting any exercise, sitting around. Yeah. Well, sometimes. again, that seems like volunteer. You could you could nah, probably get around if you wanted to. Uh, while it's not part of the job description, uh, there's not a lot of things that we do right here that's dangerous. I mean, sure, if you opened up the board in front of us and started fiddling around with wires, dangerous things could happen to you. But I wacky, don't... whacked out fans. I don't, you know. You would do stalkers. that. Yeah. Again, uh, weird things could happen, but that's at any job. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I'm not saying that our job requirements require us to do dangerous things. We're not out there climbing the tower that helps us broadcast. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're actually just yapping into a couple of microphones. But there are plenty of jobs out there that are dangerous. For instance, I would say a special forces officer would be a dangerous job in the armed forces. Well, yeah. You have to do a lot of dangerous things, and you have to go through a lot of dangerous procedures in order to get the you know coveted title of special forces before you're even allowed to do any of that stuff. Do you know what I'm telling you? Yeah. And so uh, sometimes you have to do things, and they don't always go as planned if you want to be a special forces officer, and a British soldier had found that out the hard way. He was doing uh, what's called a high-altitude, low-opening jump. Yeah, halo. The, yeah, the special forces officers also called it the leap of faith. And they were out there doing it. It was about 15,000 feet, Big J. And sure enough, his parachute didn't open. Never a good situation. 
Uh, but worse yet, for the homeowner in which this soldier actually fell into. This guy was in his house making tea, because that's what British people do, you understand. Hello, tea. And he heard a huge crash. Next thing you know, there is a soldier laying right next to him in his kitchen. Soldier had crashed through the roof of his house and fell into his kitchen because his parachute did not open. Ooh. Uh, good news for the, the actual parachuter is he lived. The soldier was in, obviously, his full fatigues, ended up busting through the red tile roof of a, buff- of a bungalow, and then, bam, right into the floor of the kitchen. It happened around 4.55 local time on Tuesday. Uh, pictures uh, show the soldier on his back in the kitchen surrounded by debris and brick dust. He was conscious but stunned. That's the good news. Uh, had a few, you know, he had complaints of pain, but no vi- visible serious injuries. Uh, had a couple of broken bones, and he's got some back problems, of course, because anytime he crashed through the roof of a damn Wait, I've, house. I've got, pro- I've got questions. Fire away. Well, his chute must have opened, or his backup chute? Uh, it does not look like anything opened up. It looked like he hit the roof of the house fairly well, but because it had enough give, it wasn't as much of an impact as it normally would be onto a hard surface. So, listen, it's not like he's not hurt, but he ain't dead, so that's impressive. He survived that particular fall. Way to go. Now, uh, you know, he's got some issues in the road to recovery, without a doubt, and uh, I think the British Special Forces probably have a roof to fix, at the very least. But the good news is he's going to be okay. Now, listen, people, it doesn't happen a ton of times, but there's plenty of stories of people falling out of a plane without their parachute opening up and actually living to tell the tale. Now, nobody usually walks away from a situation like that, but uh, it's rare, and this is a situation where, you know, not only that, but he also crashed through somebody's house and still lived to tell the tale. Clearly, the Brits have the first super soldiers. There you go. Uh, yeah, if he got up and walked away, I, we would be start talking about how he's probably actually a, like a T-1000 as opposed to a human being. And he started looking for Sarah Connor. Then I would get him. But the situation <laughs> is he had to be Wait, taken away to hospital. What hospice. was the British version of the uh, of Captain America? Did uh, they have one of those? Captain Britain. Yeah. I mean, it depends. You, if you're going to watch What If, the new uh, Marvel animated series, you'll get to see all about Captain Britain. Who, of course, is Agent Carter, Big J, if you'd read the comics. There you, you know. go. You're right. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rocks. <laughs> House of Pain jump around here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Sometimes I'd like to know where some of these new quote-unquote studies come from because I feel like there's some weird kind of uh, agenda attached to some of them, if not all of them, if we're really being honest. Because the way this thing goes out of left field to a really hard right turn is one of those deals where you're like, hang on, something seems nefarious about this. So they were asking people about surprises, right? Mm -hmm. And whether or not you enjoy surprises. And they talked to a bunch of Americans, and I was surprised how, like, 50-50 this thing came down to be. But 52% of Americans said they really enjoy surprises. 48% said, yeah, no, rather not. I don't think I want to be a part of the whole surprise thing. Do you fall, like, passionately on one side or another? Do you like to be surprised, or do you prefer to plan things out and know what's going on? It depends on what it is. Well, of course, nobody <laughs> likes to be surprised with terrible things. I mean, things. I like a good surprise. Surprise! Surprise! You're, you're super sick. Oh, what a treat. 
No, nobody likes those kind of surprises. But I'm guessing that when somebody asks if you like surprises, they're talking like surprise parties or something like that, right? Yeah. Do you enjoy those or would you rather like be a part of the planning process? I was completely party? blown away and surprised on my 35th birthday. Right, right. Uh, that was amazing. The, the end of that, not so much, but that had nothing to do with it being a surprise. Right. So that was a really pleasant... Uh, thing and um, you know it's it's been very difficult, Nick. I know you've been a part of this situation. Uh, I've got a birthday coming up, mm-hmm. forty-five, yep. and the wife is very excited about a present. I know all about it, and and she she she's been. It's very hard for her to keep a secret like this, and so uh, I've done my best. I'm like I don't want to know, and then she had questions, and I'm like, oh God, no. I'm like, and, did she ask you questions? She wanted to know something, and I'm like, do you want to know what it is? And I'm like, no. I mean, yes, but no. And I'm like, is this going to determine, like, the fate of this thing? If so, you know, you should probably get some information. And so she thought that you would be a good source, and I know that you gave her an answer. I did. So uh, we'll see. (laughs) We'll see So you don't know nothing about it? Nothing. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, Because she didn't actually ask you the question about? Okay, good, okay. Because uh, so I do I think no I, I do know that you have a surprise coming and, up, and I think and you're going she to always she's like you're gonna you're gonna love this. You're probably gonna cry. I'm like, is it a gun? Because that'll make me cry. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're and, gonna and, cry. And she's like, no, no, it's not. I'm like, listen, don't you remember uh, when you, like one of the first presents she gave me was uh, a handgun, and I go, this is the greatest present I've ever been given by anybody. So that's what the bar is. Whenever she says this is the greatest present in the world, I'm like, is it a is it a weapon? It's a pretty good present. It's not a weapon. Yeah. So I'm I don't I did not know that guns make you cry. Well, yeah, man. And it's so, Second Amendment. Yeah. Uh, and so then uh, I'm guessing. I, although when she told me this, I was like, hey, that's a really cool thing. I didn't think you're going to become emotional over it. Uh, I, well, I don't. These days, I get emotional if I like pass gas. Yeah. Well, so. uh, well then this. I think this is better than farting. So I'm guessing that maybe you will. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. And then I said to her, "But is Nick really a good judge on presents anymore?" That's not very nice to say. Number one, <laughs> but number two, I also understand what you're coming from. So there's fair. Uh, I laugh like I'm laughing right now when I said that, even though I don't mean it. But you know, the other part of the whole surprise thing was. It's weird what people thought was the best surprise ever. Like, so they talked to the 52% of people that agreed that that surprises are good things. And they said, okay, give me an example of what the best surprise ever would be. Do you know what 78%, according to the survey, people said? Ice cream. 78% of people said ice cream is the best surprise you could ever get. And that's like, number one, that's that's a lot of people to be saying that particular thing in a survey. Huh. And number two... Makes you think, is it soft serve? That's what I'm saying. Like, I wonder if like uh, the Dairy uh, Association put this all together. Because, like, if you're telling me surprise, I automatically think party. Now, sure, I guess you could go to cake and ice cream from that particular thought. But I, I would say ice cream would be so far down on my list of things I would consider a surprise yeah. that I would have a hard time even reaching that in my brain, let alone coming up with that as 78% of people did, we, apparently. We could be blowing surprise out of the proportion? Maybe. Yeah. I guess maybe, we're, yeah, surprises, I guess, could be little things, I mean, too. If the kids walk through the door and be said, hey, hey, Dad, surprise, here's a... Here's a turtle sundae from Freddy's. I would be very happy. Okay. Well, there you go. But would that be the first thing that comes to your mind when somebody says surprise? No. As a matter of fact, I don't think anybody's ever handed me ice cream and said surprise. Well, Here's that's about to change. Uh, I don't want it either way because it probably has taken some time to get there. 
But uh, it's an interesting thing that what uh, surprises turned into ice cream and vice versa. Either way, uh, I hope everybody enjoys their ice cream. What's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you have been injured because of another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Well, Big J, we've been through a pandemic. Can I encourage you to be a part of the epidemic? I, I No, I don't think I want to be a part of that either. Because according to a bunch of different psychologists and psychiatry organizations... Uh, we are in the middle of a loneliness epidemic. Specifically uh, to Americans, anybody aged 45 and under, if they are by themselves, apparently we're feeling lonelier than ever, dude. Uh, it's because, well, we were stuck at home for a bunch of year, a bunch of months, and a little over a year, and it made us realize how pathetic and sad we are. Big J is what it really boils down to. And so, you know, because of the community decline, the 15 months of rolling lockdowns, a bunch of people have fewer friends, certainly fewer they've been in contact with. They trust people less. We're more alienated from our communities and our surroundings than ever before. And so we are at peak loneliness. I'm Uh, sorry, man. If you are the age of 18 to 45, it's one of those deals where you just know you're not alone. Uh, researchers recommend that maybe if you're really looking for something to do, volunteer work is a great way to do that. There's a reward of feeling attachment to your community as well as getting out and doing something. And everybody's kind of in a situation for the most part where they don't know anybody, which is kind of the best situation for you to find friends, specifically new ones. You know, when you're in a place where you don't know anybody and nobody knows anybody, there's a way to kind of get that kind of attachment where other places may not have it trying to think of a situation where i was in and the last thing that i could come up with was remember when we got sent to that leadership camp in the middle of nowhere in ohio oh yeah with a bunch of people that didn't know who we were although you went with somebody that you kind of knew right yes and so you made i'm sure some friends out there right oh yeah a couple friends i still keep in touch with yeah same thing with me uh i went out to the middle of ohio with a bunch of people i didn't know and ended up making a couple of people that i still talk to on a i would say semi-regular basis And so I guess it kind of makes sense that when you're all in the middle of nowhere with the people that you've never met before, you just find a way to make friends. And that's a situation that nobody's comfortable in. And so maybe that's a good way to get yourself out of the funk that you may find yourself in. Also made some enemies. That's true. Uh, Probably more enemies than friends, if we're being honest. They moved away. The Milwaukee Bucks beat the Phoenix Suns 120-100 to in Game 3 of the NBA Finals last night in Milwaukee. Suns still lead two games to one. Uh, Giannis led all scorers with 41 points. He scored back-to-back 40-point games in NBA Finals. Uh, that's only happened twice before. Game four is Wednesday night in Milwaukee, so you've got a breather before you have to worry about any other basketball action. Conor McGregor's leg snapped like a dry twig, Big J, in his uh, match on Saturday night, leading to his loss, and he had uh, three-hour surgery over the weekend to uh, fix his broken fibia and tibia. Both of them were broken in his match. Uh, which seems to be happening a lot in MMA. Aren't people's uh, legs breaking more commonly than at least it seemed like for the last couple of years? Am I wrong? Seems like it. I mean, I don't watch a bunch of this stuff, but it seems like every UFC card has had somebody snap a bone in an awful way for like the last four months, which 
seems like something weird has happened. Like, they need to drink more milk or something. Muscle milk, maybe, Big J. Hey, uh, Matt Damon does have some regrets in his career. He was at the Cannes Film Festival, and he was doing a press conference about some of the stuff that he had been a part of. And uh, Matt says one of the things he's really sorry he said thanks but no thanks to was a little movie called Avatar. Apparently, James Cameron offered him the lead in the movie and also said, hey, listen, if you do this, I'll give you 10% of what the movie makes at the box office. And Matt was like, nah, I'm just, I'm not into it. He was coming off of Elysium, which was another kind of high concept sci-fi movie that bombed. And he was like, I don't think people want to see me in this. And I don't think I want to do it. So I'm going to say no. Of course, Avatar went on to gross $2.8 billion. Is that 280 yep. million? Do the math. Yep. $280 million. Exactly math. what it would have been. <laughs> And he does say that he'll go down in history for an actor who's turned down, who never turned down more money than Matt Damon said no to. There's no doubt about that. Sam Worthington ended up getting the lead, Big J. Did Sam Worthington get any cut of the profits? I doubt it. He did not. Because uh, Sam Worthington, Big J, is no Matt Damon. And I think Sam Worthington even 10%. Understands. I mean, that pretty, seems pretty generous. Yeah, I mean, it's a big bulk. Uh, well, it's not a big bulk of it, but it's a pretty hefty, you know, cut but also not uncommon for big superstars to get that kind of point they call that points yeah well that's the, uh, how robert downey jr is, is so freaking rich that's exactly right and and i think robert downey it was at something like 15 percent when he originally signed up because he got in on the ground floor and then later chris evans got like 10 percent. so really marvel's taken i think when they make those big kind of like movies where a bunch of people are in, they only get like 70% or 65%. Yeah, that's 65%. why they decided, you know what, no more big contracts. That's right. Now they're just dealing with people that nobody's ever heard of, so they don't have to give people points anymore. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Sure, Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and hey, you know what? Uh, pun slam went so well, they're going to do it again this Friday out at the lounge at the end of the universe. We'll get you set up with VIP, VIP tickets if you can beat me in pop culture smackdown. Here's our phone number if you want to go get your laugh on on Friday night, 208-287-1003. In order to claim these VIP tickets, you have to defeat Big J in Pop Culture Smackdown. Uh, I'm going to focus on rock artistry for the listener. Big J, you're going to have to know uh, movies and sports, at least to begin, and then we'll go from there. You understand? Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant. Good morning, The X. Yes, sir. Good morning, man. What's your name? Marshall. Marshall, you're up first. Amy Lee is the lead singer of this band, Marshall. Evanescence. That is absolutely correct. Right. Big J, this actor played Mr. White in the movie Reservoir Dogs. Harvey Keitel. Right. That is correct. Back to you uh, there, Marshall. Uh, this band was formed in Madison despite its lead singer, Shirley Manson, not being e even born in the United States of America. Garbage. That is correct. Good job. Right. Big J, this tennis player has more wins on a Wimbledon court than any other player in history. In history? Yes, correct. 120 wins on Wimbledon's court. That's G the most. Jimmy Connors? Jimmy Connors is your go-to tennis answer and is never correct. Wrong. What good was he? That's a really good question. Apparently I mean, nothing. He, I believe he had like one or two like marquee matches when you were like in like your 16 or 17 years like old. Vladi Diva? Uh, no, no. Vladi Diva plays basketball. Also the wrong gender. 
Uh, so <laughs> Venus to... Williams? Venus Williams. Wrong. No, a little bit further back. Journey Williams. Martina Navratilova. All right. Is the all-time mm. winner. Not only has she won the most matches in Wimbledon history, man or woman, she also has the most titles. Nine. Chris Everett. Uh, no. Well, that was the rival of hers, so you're in the right era. Congratulations, man. You got yourself all set up to get some VIP tickets to check out the Idaho Pun Slam, which is happening Friday night at the Lounge at the end of the universe. Please hold on tight. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're all set and good to go. And there's your pop culture smackdown. Some headlines are next on the X-Rocks. As a family-owned company, Kendall Auto Group is proud to partner with families. It's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by the Snake River Stampede. Opening night, 100.3 The X is all over the 106 Snake River Stampede. So join up with us July 20th when it all busts loose with tickets and schedules at snakeriverstampede.com. Of course, win your way in by doing what you're doing. Listening to the X-Rocks will take care of you that way as well. Headlines are as follows. Take that, youngins. Bad plan and finders keepers. Bad plan. An English soccer fan got to attend the biggest match of her life on Wednesday when England defeated Denmark in the Euro semifinal. And her enthusiasm was seen by millions of fans across the world, including her boss, who decided to fire her because she called in sick to work. Well, she wasn't sick at all. She went to go watch a soccer match. You understand? 37-year-old Nina uh, Fuki uh, found out the day before the game that her best friend won a pair of tickets and invited her to come along. The lifelong fan didn't have to think twice about going, but she did have to get out of work to attend the game. So the morning of the game, she called out sick and then boarded a train for London to attend the game at Wembley Stadium. Of course, everybody in England was watching the game. And so when the game-tying goal was scored, England went nuts and they showed a bunch of fans in the stands. And sure enough, there was Nina right there on the BBC telecast celebrating and going crazy for about five seconds with her friend. And that's when the boss was like, hey, she doesn't seem sick. And boom, fired her. So she says that Good. she's bummed about losing her job. But you know what? She would do it all over again because she was there for the greatest soccer victory of her life. Of course, it didn't work out for the the team in the next round. But alas, she got to see her team win. So she has no regrets. But a reminder that decisions sometimes have consequences, kids. And you got to think that, listen, if, I, if there's a puncher's chance I'm going to be at the biggest soccer game in the world going on at the time, I might end up on TV if I'm in the right place. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it didn't seem like she cared anyway. Take that, youngins, or finders keepers? Finders keepers. A long-lost dress worn by Judy Garland in the movie The Wizard of Oz has been found decades later in a University of Washington Catholic University. Apparently, a news release was released that uh, showed that the dress, which was gifted to the school about 50 years ago by actress Mercedes McCambridge, whoever she was, was found by the drama department lecturer Matt Rippa in a box placed atop some mail slots near his desk. Rippa said he'd often gone searching for the dress during his free time about he, and then, you know, hearing that the item that hadn't been found since 2014, so he's like, maybe it's here somewhere. And so now, boom, they found the dress. What do you do with it? Who knows? Why it's there? Who knows? Why do people care? I'm not sure either. But apparently it was a big deal, and now people have found it. I'm sure you could probably get a ton of money for it at auction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those ruby slippers that she's in always go up for auction, and they make a ton of money. Wrap it up with Take That, Youngins. This is pretty creative. A man who was renovating his home decided to document the process on social media, which of course he did. And then he shared his messages. He decided to spray paint messages on his base wooden floor before putting down the top layer of new flooring. His idea was that maybe in 30 years, 
when somebody decides to tear up his floors and redo it, it will make them angry in 30 years. He wants to trigger them. He spray paint the messages like, quote, the office is not funny. And then another one seems to reference digital currency, uh, calling people who invested in Dogecoin idiots. So there's that as well. Hey, man. <laughs> Careful. You may trigger people older than millennials because Big J did invest in that. Is that how's that doing, by the way? Great. Yeah. Congratulations. No, it's not good at all. And I guess probably that's what he's talking about. I didn't pin my hopes on it. So. No, that's true. It's not like you have your entire 401k invested in Dogecoin. But uh, if you invested in it, it's probably not doing great. <laughs> Latest from Chevelle, Mars Simula here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. It's 100.3 The X Rocks, and it seems like a really good time to be talking about space after we talked about Mars. Yeah, researchers on behalf of the United States Space Force heard of it are developing robotic spacecraft to deflect an asteroid if one was ever going to be on a collision course with the Earth. This is the plan? Uh, I think it's one of several plans that they're uh, developing. So, you know, instead of uh, getting Harry Stamper and the crew uh, back together and uh, they'll just uh, send up an unmanned vehicle to uh, try to blow the thing up it makes sense that that this is the uh this is the plan of attack yeah uh that way you're not putting people in danger you're just trying to do it but you know i'm not incorrect in assuming that outside of like you know if you want to go into the big bang theory uh we haven't had a situation where an asteroid's come close enough where we've had to worry about something like sure yeah yeah you're right uh, so it's always good to have a plan. I'm not. I'm not knocking well, that at all. I'm just hoping we never have to use it. That brings in this fact that there is a poll that has been done by YouGov, <clears throat> and it asks uh, Americans how high of a priority should developing the means to prevent asteroids from hitting the Earth be for scientists. Nick. Okay. Eight um, percent, and I gotta say, this is probably the eight percent out there that are flat earthers. Okay. That, they don't. They don't believe in space. Probably either. Then not a priority at all. Okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. 35% said a moderate priority should be given to this task. Great. Uh, 26% said a high priority. All right. And those are the people that probably watch too many movies. Yeah. No, I don't know. I'm there. You think think it's a high priority? Sure. Here's what I would say. Give me a list of other things you would like scientists to prioritize, and then I'll rank where a asteroid deflecting spaceship should be. Like, if you tell me, all right, what should we work on? Asteroid deflecting spaceship or a cure for cancer? I'm going to say, different, ah, different scientists. For the cancer. Different scientists. I understand, though. but that's not what they said. They just said, should science be working on this? They didn't say, should our okay, space well, force be fighting that's, it? That's the, that's the lack of, uh, of direction within their uh, poll. Correct. Uh, I would say uh, it, it, space scientists. Uh, Great. Yeah. 35%, uh, 17% low priority, uh, and 14%, they don't have an idea. Yes, I, I, have, I have no problem with space scientists working on a possible solution for asteroid stuff, because what else are they going to work on? Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, so interplanetary space travel, great where you want to go. I think we're already working on that. And so, sure, it gives them something to do. But it wouldn't surprise me if our government was like, you know what? You uh, you, you uh, epidemiologists or whatever, the, the people fighting the the coronavirus, you guys are smart. Let's have you attack this asteroid thing. Yeah, that's Which, that's my worry, especially when it's coming from YouGov. It's like, listen, yeah, if people prioritize it, then we might be putting the wrong people on the wrong thing and also uh, probably not something that they should be focusing on when other things that are a little bit more important 
are uh, pressing, but uh, I understand where they're coming from. And listen, I'm always, I'm always for a good uh, other solution to uh, the Armageddon principles we like to call it around here. <laughs> yeah. Any way we can come up with a, some sort of solution that we think is going to work, it's always nice to have that in your back pocket. Yes, we haven't had to use it up until now, but you never know, right, Big J? Yeah, why wait until it's almost too late? Yeah, the good news is usually we get this stuff like, you know, years in advance. Like, hey, there's something that could be happening in like nine years. And so hopefully by then we'll have the technology perfected. If not, get to work, scientists. Let's go. Let's make there it happen. Go. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your Space Force update. We got ourselves some bad impressions next on the X Rock. <laughs> Press. Morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, we got tickets here to the Brilliant Speedway, friends. Uh, plenty of summer left, plenty of weekends to get out there and catch the racing. Uh, we'll get that uh, those tickets sent out to you in the mail if you can figure out bad impressions for this morning. Our number is 208-287-1003. That number changes. Right now, we're going to play bad impressions with it. It works like this. Big J's got a celebrity in mind. He has prepared three clues around that celebrity if you can figure out who that celebrity may be in those three clues or less you sometimes don't need all three now congratulations you're gonna go check out some racing coming up let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant good morning vx hello hello hey what's up man what's your name gerard all right gerard you're up first good luck perhaps being a real jackass made my substance abuse issues more difficult what did you say Perhaps being a real jackass made my substance abuse issues more difficult. I don't know. I'm too stoned to answer that right now. Okay, great. Uh, After Knoxville, maybe even BAM, people would name me as their favorite jackass. Oh, John. The the dude from the jackass movie? Well, there's several of them. I named off two. Here's the last one, which is probably not going to help you. Uh, I've been sober okay. for the last few years, but that hasn't stopped me from Steve being. A- there you go. Oh, you did it. Yeah. You overcame your highness. Congratulations. You and your weed are going to the Marine Speedway. <laughs> Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're all set to go. Uh, why is little Steve-O in the news? Uh, little Steve-O and the Jackass crew uh, back together and uh, the uh, movie going to be Jackass 4 being released uh, sometime in October, most likely going to be on Paramount Plus. And uh, they just released some pictures of that. Not only that, but uh, some of the Jackass crew last night took over Shark Week, Nick. <laughs> nice. What did and, they do? And uh, the, you had Steve-O there, Chris Pontius, and a couple of new uh, bloods, including uh, one kid named uh, Poopies. Poopies. And Poopies got himself bit by a shark. Ah, uh, on purpose? <laughs> Pretty much. They agitated the sharks. I'm guessing you earn a name like Poopies. Yeah. Uh, probably not a great nickname, but did it make you laugh? Yeah, actually, it was a lot of fun All right. uh, last night. So uh, that that's happening, and you can check that on Discovery Plus probably on repeat. Uh, for the Discovery Channel as they doing uh, Shark Week. But, uh, yeah, they're all excited about Jackass 4. Forever. Jackass forever. Forever. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Weird IMDb just calls it 4. We wrap up the show here next on the (laughs) X-Rock. Black Veil Bride, Scarlet Cross here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Before we wrap things up, look at us with a concert announcement. It's another 100.3, the X concert announcement. Big J, who's coming to town? Yeah, coming to town on October 10th at the Knitting Factory. The X presents 
Bad Flower. Man, we have been trying real hard to get this band into town for the last couple of years. So happy it's finally happening. And uh, trust us when we say uh, you are going to be blown away by this band live. They are fantastic. We've seen them a bunch of times doing some showcases. It's time they play a full-on plugged-in set for the first time in a long time here in the Treasure Valley with some great tunes for you to hear. Yes? Absolutely. And coming with special guests, uh, Teenage Wrist and Dead Poet Society. 1010 is the day. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. Here is Bad Flower. It's the Jester on the X-Rocks. Like a jester at the ball. Is there anybody out there looking out for me? That is Bad Flower. That is the Jester. That's how we're wrapping up the morning after. But we need to give you the details one more time for that concert announcement. Big J, go ahead. Yeah, October 10th at the Dating Factory with tickets going on sale <clears throat> this Friday at 10 a.m. Bad Flower coming with Teenage Wrist and Dead Poet Society. All right, let's make sure you're ready to go. That's going to be a busy-ass week. Listen, October's going to be a busy month with concerts, if we're being honest. But, I mean, that's a week away from Black Label Society. That's a week away from Avatar. Uh, all between that is Skill and Adelita's Way and In This Moment of Black Veil Brides and The Who as well. So it's uh, it's crazy the month of October, just like we told you it would be. So make sure you prepare yourself uh, both physically, mentally, and financially for the craziness that's going to be spring and winter, or excuse me, fall and winter here in the Treasure Valley without a doubt. But that's going to wrap up the Monday morning of the ver- morning version of the morning after with Nick and Big J. We had a chance to uh, congratulate Nick Offerman for being our bearded badass this particular week. Also reminded you to watch out for Falling Soldiers. If you happen to be in England anyway and their parachutes don't open, they could come right through your roof of your house into your kitchen. And which is crazy, of course. You wouldn't want that to happen. And we also had a chance to talk about Space Force. So it was a very, very busy and productive Monday. That does leave you with the floor, Big J. Uh, yeah, I got nothing, man. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. I've been busy the last few minutes. Well, geez. Uh, how about then we tell you that the next set of X-Rock is brought to you by Western Heating and Air. It's summer, and boy, is it hot. Make sure your air conditioning is working at peak efficiency, and make sure you stay cool. Call 375-COOL and talk to the experts at Western Heating and Air to complete service on your air conditioning system, courtesy of them. We will see you tomorrow. Jason Drew is up next. Have a good one. to see X-Rocks.